Have you been curious about tea? Have you been wondering what tea to drink and discover more tea beyond your average tea bag? You might be thinking, what is the best tea for me to try? What's good for my health? What can calm me down? Well, actually, it doesn't matter what tea you try. Tea has great benefits and it has great ability to help you calm yourself down. Depends on your time, your moment, the temperament. But honestly, there's some great health benefits, including antioxidants and flavonoids and a lot more. Actually, more health benefits than some fruit and vegetables even. I'll let you to do the research. But today I'm here in the beautiful heart of the West End in London at Jing's flagship tea shop. Jing Tea specializes in single garden tea. They work with various different locations around the world, including China, Taiwan, Sri Lanka, and more. They work with tea growers to drive sustainable tea for the future, bringing distinct flavors and a real tea experience to those that want to try tea at home from beautiful places from around the world. I personally have had a great experience with Jing, and I want to share more today. We have a special specialist from Jing, Will Ritson. Will comes from a great background of knowledge of tea. He started in a Chinese medical and tea shop several years back and found a great passion for tea. Thereafter, he joined Jing and he's been at Jing for four years and he's been specializing in the tea experience, really bridging the gap between those that cultivate and grow tea at origin and bridge the gap to those that are at home wanting to try and experience tea in the in the comfort of their own home so with that being said hi will hi, <laughs> thank you for having me here it's today a pleasure to have you and uh, yeah i'm excited to talk about tea so um the store we're here in saint christopher's place in yes. the heart of the west end right in central london yeah beautiful shop i used to work um, at selfridges when i was a uh, a wee young girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just right around the corner. Yeah, and um, I actually came past Jing, um, this shop, uh, about like about six, seven months ago. I knew about the brand, but I didn't know there was a store. And it's really cute, quaint, and just the feeling in here is just a great vibe. Yeah, so we opened up the shop about two years ago with the interest of really trying to give people the best tea experience possible. So, you know, there are a few tea shops in London and obviously London has a big culture of tea, um, but we felt there was a, a bit missing. And obviously that's what we do, which is single single garden, single origin tea. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd open a space where, you know, we have our tea bar, you can come in, you can taste, you can ask questions. And uh, you can have a good time and enjoy some tea. So that's why we're here. And that's exactly what I felt when I came in the store that day. I was like, oh, my goodness, like every type of tea. I'm really into my tea and I'm just I'm really happy to be here. Because <laughs> <laughs> when we first met, actually, well, to be in person, I'm happy to be in person. But when we first met, I realized how passionate you are about tea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I could and I was like, wow, I could learn a lot more from you. And I have you know, I sort of gravitate to those that know more that, about tea than me. So let's get started in terms of what inspired you about, you know, tea and to work with tea. I mean, did it just come to you in a moment of inspiration? Because, you know, when you're a little boy, you know, it's not something you go, oh, you know, tea. I'm going to work with tea. I guess it's something that has come along with you on your journey. Definitely a journey, yeah. And then and a kind of tangent, a big, big tangent from what I was doing. 
Um, but essentially the, the main driver was I, I gave up drinking alcohol just as a lifestyle choice, as many people do, you know, you yeah. get to your mid twenties and you've kind of had all your fun. Yeah. And I thought, I, you know, I just want to be a bit healthier and, um, it gets a bit boring, you know, you don't go out on Friday nights as much. And I wanted to look for something that had the same sort of engagement and community and, uh, was interesting enough to explore. And a friend of mine gave me some yellow tea, which is a really rare kind of tea. Mm. And I tried it It as a loose leaf tea and I tried it and, um, followed the instructions and it blew my mind. And I was like, Whoa, this is, you know, this is incredible stuff. So I just went down the rabbit hole. I found out, you know, who was making it, where it come from. And then obviously the shop that was selling it. And I went into the shop and I loved that place so much. I ended up working there. <laughs> I love <laughs> and it. And I learned everything about tea from a wonderful uh, group of people at, at Mayleaf in Camden. So Don and Celine May. I know Mayleaf in Camden. Yes, it's I a really wonderful shop. shop. Yeah. Really, really like um, high level of kind of tea expertise. They have yeah. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to get to know them and to kind of have that knowledge imparted on myself. So um, I was there for a while and then Jing... Uh, approached me because they were opening a shop and um, yeah, I thought, why not, you know, venture out into somewhere else and kind of help expand the tea culture in London. So yeah. uh, I helped Jing open the shop here and, and now we're here now talking. So that's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's a very lucky journey. Yeah. And I, I have to say I did my first sort of tea Gaiwan ceremony uh, with my friend, George. So shout out George. Um, and it actually I came across, um, you know, the experience of like really like feeling the vibes of having tea. I was in nature. We did like, um, nice. we didn't, I hadn't, because I fast a lot. So mm-hmm. I was just done some meditation. I met him and we we did the um, the experience and he was talking me through it. And he mentioned Mayleaf as well to me because he's a big fan of Mayleaf um, and was telling me, oh, you know, you've got to go down there and spend some time. But because I found you guys <laughs> and um, I met the team here in store and shout out to Steph, yep. also another Steph, Stephanie, um, we we hit it off my first visit in and I was just telling her about the podcast. And to be, to be real, actually, I think I came in and I was looking for, um, was it a Gamaisha or, yeah, and it was a, a, another tea uh, a roasted rice tea as well. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of brands that I was, a type, sorry, I was looking for. And I'd previously shopped at T2. And if anyone knows about T2, find it really mainstream. Yeah. And that for me isn't what tea's about. Like if I want to buy that kind of tea, I'll go to a supermarket and I don't buy tea from a supermarket because I feel that there's so much more to it. I want to experience it. Um, Actually, when I was in Selfridges as a kid, there was a tea bar back in like 2001, I think it was. And they made me sit on this tea bar. There's a special tea bar they had as a pop-up and I'd make tea all day. And I think that is what got me in. (laughs) Now, now, yeah. And I was going to the loo all the time. It was amazing. (laughs) Like they had, (laughs) they had this great, like I was there, just customers coming in into the food hall and customers that had time and wanted a chat and that was perfect and I was just making tea I wasn't using a guy one mm. I thought, actually yeah so I had to run a little tea bar myself yeah. I totally forgot when we spoke <laughs> but yeah so sometimes I think I've lived many lives like a cat <laughs> <laughs> um but you know what you said about like giving up alcohol yes I really resonate with this because and also for the the listeners and the view um the viewers like I talk about you know 
the fact that in other episodes that we don't necessarily need to have things like tobacco or alcohol or drugs or these kind of things to 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 make ourselves feel better actually those are distractions they numb us they pull us away from our reality and our present moment but when i did drink and i wasn't a big drinker do you know what i'd do the next morning I drink um, rose hip or rosebud tea. Oh, nice. Because it cleanses your organs. Like it cleanses the liver and the kidneys. Yeah. So I'd be like, everybody, I've got the hangover cure. Yeah, yeah, that young energy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, um, but now, I, you know, I don't drink alcohol either and I totally am on the same sort of Yeah, wavelength. for me, it's a cultural thing as well. So like you say, um, there are many kind of forces of distraction, Alcohol is a really easy one for everyone to get into because of that culture. Um, but, you know, you, you're risking your health to a certain extent. Obviously, you, you know, I'm sure there are many people who are just drinking it safely and it's totally fine. But you can risk your health, your mental health. Um, and also, like, it hits your wallet hard. You know, even you're out <laughs> like, and you're like, oh, it's fine. I'll get this round. And yeah. I realized how much money I was saving as well. And you know, I'd rather spend some some money on a really, really nice tea and kind of enjoy it for a lot longer and kind of, <laughs> and kind yes. of stay in my right mind and have the, the benefit from that. They kind of like throw it, throw it away, I guess. But also the cultural aspect of tea, the community around it, you know, it's just really like without saying maybe corny, it's very wholesome. There's yeah. a lot more like present people, you know, it's kind of got this element of like, you get together, you talk about things, you you, know, you talk about your feelings, maybe you kind of like have some really intimate chats with people. Even, you know, if you're making tea in a tea bag, like the whole idea of like putting the kettle on, chucking a tea bag in, phoning up mum and having a heart to heart, like that's what tea is about. Right? Yeah, you can't separate absolutely. that from that from the culture wherever you go in the world you know you go you go to to india and someone will give you a chai when you come in the door you go to yeah. mongolia and they'll give you a yak butter tea made with puer and it's like this this element of welcoming people and supporting people and and kind of conversation is all part of the culture of tea which just made me love it even more that's really beautiful and it's true what you say about you know actually for us being british and being born here Shall I put on the kettle? Yeah, exactly. Do you want a cuppa? Yeah, yeah. Shall we talk about it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's literally in every soap, every film, every household, like everyone knows it. When I was growing up, you know, it was typically like tea with milk. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad would make a bit like the masala tea. Oh, cool. Yeah, I remember my dad getting this pot and just stirring and I was like, what is he doing? Um, and that was his, but, you know, I didn't really respect it at the time. He was like, yeah. no, this is what we do. We used to do this back in Africa and in Goa, they do it like the cardamom and, the, you know, and then stirring, stirring the tea. There used to be a tea, the sweet tea with the carnation milk or the, the condensed milk, which yeah, is quite yeah, sweet. Yeah. I know they have that in parts of Africa as well. Like friends I grew up with, neighbours, even West Indian neighbours, they would, oh, and when that tea happened, you'd get excited because it was sweeter very as a kid. Sweet, yeah. Very sweet, probably not very healthy. Yeah. Um, and then I think back in like 2013 or 14, I got really sort of sick with a really bad cold. Okay. And, you know, touch wood, I don't really get sick anymore. And I think it's holistically because of the way I live my life and healthy sort of uh, choices. Um, But I was like, oh, you know, I was getting a bit of like, you know, you get a bit of phlegm and mucus. And someone said to me at work, cut out the milk. 
Now, at this point, this is actually the, the was the transitional point of like taking out cow's milk and, and things like that. But mm. I actually just cut milk because I only I'm vegan now, right? Yeah. Um, but I took out the milk and I was like, right, okay. So then, oh, I'll just I'll have my lemon and ginger because I need to, you know. And that's when the green tea I kind of brought came back to green tea a bit more, mm. and I just started drinking herbal teas, green teas, white tea, um, one of my favorites. And that was the point, you know, where I actually dropped the typical British tea with milk. I've, I've never had one since. Yeah, it's kind of a, uh, like you say, a transitional point when you can get people away from the norm, which is black tea with milk, which is perfectly fine and like, you know, totally enjoyable. I'm going to have an Assam breakfast tea when I wake up sometimes. Oh, that sounds nice. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if, it's, if it's got that flavor to it, it's kind of what you're looking for, that comfort feeling, then yeah, perfect. It has its place. But once you remove the idea of like having a tea with milk, people are like, oh, what would that taste like? And yeah. you say, well, actually, you know, this is where you can begin to explore the different tea types because you have a green tea or a white tea, which you, you wouldn't pair with milk because obviously just wouldn't taste that great. Yeah. And you explore them for their own flavor. And then you start to investigate, well, why does it taste that way? And that's where we go on the big journey. Yeah, absolutely. And that whole feeling of taste and feeling when I've had sort of tea moments with my friend George again, hey George, <laughs> he, you know, he would he would encourage me. We would sit sit still. We'd have music playing low key in the background, mm. um, and I remember we were just we made a decision to like not talk. Mm. So we just had a silent moment, and we did it for quite a while. And we then afterwards we talked about how we felt mm. and what we felt from the tea, the taste, the feeling, the vibe. You know, it was, and I loved that. And that was a Friday night. Nice. And after that, then I was hungry and we got vegan, <laughs> vegan inspired food um, from Forever Vegan Kitchen, my one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, so that, that for me was the Friday night. So coming back to, you know, like just investing your time, your energy, your hard-earned money and like to something like tea where you get all these great benefits and mm -hmm. a great feeling I think is a great transition. Yeah, or you know, if you're not if you're not committing to um, giving up alcohol and you just wanted to explore something that had the same level of depth and probably even more if you're talking about like history and like how to make it and how to enjoy it, tea can be a great partner for that. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we've even worked with people to develop like uh, tea cocktails or use tea in different food recipes. So there's multiple applications. Yeah. You can explore um, for the listeners, and I'm going to go by the the premise that we've got people that are really like tea, you know, enthusiasts mm -hmm. to just brand new to tea. Mm -hmm. um, what would you kind of to break it down the different tea types? You know, we've got black tea, green tea, white tea. You mentioned yellow tea earlier. Yeah, yeah. How would you kind of just do a quick walk through the different types of tea and? what sort of what they represent and their flavors yeah so it's super simple when you think about it uh, all tea if it's going to be called tea comes from a particular plant mm -hmm. and that plant is called camellia sinensis yes so what you do is you harvest the the buds or the leaves or sometimes even the stalks of this plant and you process them to make a dried product which is the final tea mm -hmm. so if you had a tea plant technically you could make any type of tea because it's just how you process it that determines the type wow okay and the main process that we talk about is oxidation mm -hmm. so everyone can understand oxidation if you were to take an apple and you were to bite into it you leave it out on the counter 
the flesh of the apple goes brown. Yeah. And that's because all of the chemical compounds, all the stuff inside the apple flesh is reacting with the oxygen. It's changing the, the flavor, it's changing the aroma, it's changing um, you know, the texture of the apple as well. Same thing happens with tea leaves. So if we were gonna put the tea types on a scale, there are six of them. Mm-hmm. And we start with the lowest oxidation, mm-hmm. which is green tea. So green tea, they pick the leaves and then they heat them up and applying heat stops them from uh, oxidizing, stops them from reacting with oxygen. Ah. It keeps them green. Wow. And also it begins to impart some interesting flavors. So we have green tea then we have white tea. My favorite. And your favorite. <laughs> then we have uh, yellow tea as well. Yep. Very similar to, to green tea. And then uh, we jump into the kind of middle of the spectrum, which is semi-oxidized tea. So tea that has a little bit more oxidation to it, but, mm-hmm. you know, anywhere from about 15 to 40, 50 percent. Mm-hmm. And those would be oolong teas. Ah, so that's where oolong comes into the oolong kind okay. of sits the spectrum in the middle. Great. And I'm learning. I'm yeah. learning. This is cool. And then we have the fifth tea type, which everyone knows and loves, which is black tea. Yeah. Black tea is fully oxidized, which is why it's so dark. Why? Right. Makes sense. Because right? it's, it's, it's where it's picked fresh. It's green. They let it oxidize fully. And it goes dark, that's black tea. And then the final tea type, which is, again, not one that many pe- many people have heard of, is puer tea. I've had puer. You have puer, yeah. <laughs> so puer, kind of, puer jumps around the spectrum a bit, so we kind of leave it <laughs> on its own. Yeah. But to put them in order, you have green, white, yellow, oolong, black, and puer. So those are the six types of tea. So mm. if you listen to that, you're now a tea expert. I'm learning so much and I'm loving it. Awesome. Um, I could hang out with you forever, um, but I hope your girlfriend doesn't get offended by that <laughs> one. <laughs> um, so cha chi. Yes. I know chi means energy and cha in Chinese is tea, right? Yes. So tea, energy. Wow. So I didn't even realize that that was a term or a name. Could you share more for, for us to learn about cha chi? Yeah. So cha chi is um, it's a hot topic in tea. When people learn about it, they're always very curious. Obviously, it comes from uh, Chinese culture. So chi is a very, um, very much related to Chinese traditional medicine mm-hmm. and Buddhist philosophy as well. So yeah. the idea of chi being the life energy or the life force of a yes. person. And that, uh, in terms of tea, relates to perhaps the the body sensations you feel after you drink tea, uh, the way it reacts with the body, um, and yeah, essentially the energy that the the tea can perhaps pass on to you or you can explore. It's particular in puer tea and aged teas as well. Mm. Um, So a lot of puer drinkers on, you know, on the kind of nerdy forums will debate what is chachi and all that kind of stuff. Okay. So if you really want to explore it, I would say um, look into puer tea and kind of go on that journey. So is that connected to the most oxidated tea then because pure earth is kind of like a little bit at the top of the scale or off the scale almost is in its own scale yeah. so in a way it kind of um it is related to the, the processing because pure tea is processed so that it can age mm-hmm. and we're not talking like you know a few months we're talking decades wow so that's down to the way it's processed but other teas um tend to have different benefits based on how they're processed, but at the same time, they'll largely have very similar benefits too. So green tea will tend to have a lot more of uh, the um, antioxidant, see if I can say this correctly, 
epigallocatechin gallate, or EGCG for short, uh, which is a, a catechin, um, a kind of chemical that's naturally present in the tea leaf, which works as an antioxidant in the body, same way as flavonoids. So green yes. tea has lots of those. Um, and they convert into different chemical compounds uh, in black tea because of how they're processed. But generally speaking, you really get many of the same benefits from many different types of tea. So that's what I was going to ask you next is about benefits. Um, And I know that, you know, there's lots of there's there's um, things that have been said that maybe are not scientifically been proven. Mm. But what can we say that we definitely know or that you can share that are of good benefits? Because I I do think it is good for health and cleansing the digestive system, especially I love a rose tea or rose hip tea for that. Cleansing of the liver and kidneys also helps with kind of body pains and aches getting yeah. older but you know like overall what could you kind of yeah realize? traditionally speaking a lot of those kind of herbal infusions so things that aren't necessarily tea people would look to those for you know uh, whether it's like turmeric for the joints mm. or like you're saying rose for the kidneys um, but tea can also carry a lot of benefits um in terms of what it can do for the body you know again there's lots of information out there some of which has got kind of scientific backing or research behind it which is yeah. interesting some of which is maybe myth maybe you know you could take it as you as you will but overall tea is going to be healthy the main thing to say is it's hydrating yeah. it's mostly water so obviously it's going to be very very hydrating and also it's going to give you um a nice boosts because there is a little bit of caffeine in there as well but that caffeine is going to be balanced out with lots of other chemical compounds that are hopefully going to give you a a calm and focused feeling which uh, i know you're a big fan of matcha so you all have found that in matcha we're talking about matcha yeah yes you got there because of a very specific chemical compound called l-theanine so we might this all might sound very sciencey but essentially these are all natural Mm. uh, chemical compounds that just occur in the leaf and you can do things to kind of enhance them being in the tea leaf as well so in japan they would shade their tea leaves before they harvest them mm-hmm. cutting off the light forces the tea plants to do a bit more work and they they kind of don't use up as much of this l-theanine so it stays present in the leaf then when you process it obviously it's there in the green tea and um, that chemical compound is what gives you the balance of calm focus when you drink it with, with the caffeine as well so uh, it's got a long history are being used uh, by Buddhist monks to help with meditation. And matcha, I mean, I have a matcha a day. Keeps yeah. uh, keeps me sane, and, and that's my way because I don't I don't do coffee, and uh, it's not my thing. I've never really liked coffee, but matcha, it's sort of I've seen sort of statements saying it's like twenty times stronger than a natural kind of green tea because it's quite. Um, uh, concentrate so, yeah. right so it's green tea powder exactly. for those that don't know it exactly. yeah yes and it gives you like a good sort of kick good focus but it's it's higher caffeine levels right it is so because with normal tea let's say we were to take even a tea bag mm-hmm. and you were going to infuse that in a mug mm-hmm. what you're doing there is you're you're infusing right so we would call it an infusion because you're just extracting flavor and chemical compounds from the leaves, but you're not actually ingesting the leaf itself. Yeah. You're just ingesting the kind of the water, the infusion. With matcha, because it's ground into a powder and then you mix that powder with water, you're technically making a concoction. Right? <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And then you're drinking all of that. So you're ingesting the whole of the leaf and the powder. So it's a really large surface area. 
Um, obviously, you're not going to be using like loads of the powder, no, just a nice yes. amount, and uh, making it taste good as well. And that's going to give you much more caffeine because you're ingesting that. Mm. That being said, the the level of caffeine in a matcha is probably the same as an espresso. So we're not talking like mind mind melting amounts yeah, of caffeine. Yeah. And again, you have it paired with this L-theanine and all the other chemical compounds, and most importantly, the taste. Right, the taste yeah. is there. So it's a it's a really enjoyable experience so i would well personally i'd like to recommend that those that want to give up an espresso and want to swap that for a matcha do it it. i mean i used to have matcha i I used to have this kind of ritual like oh i've got a big meeting i've got to go and do something where i need to be focused and really be i make sure i have a matcha before it oh yeah but but now i'm it goes without saying because i fast a lot so I'll break fast with a fruit and then later on I have a matcha and it's my ritual. Um, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I had my matcha. But a friend of mine um, always sort of says, oh, I'm having a bit of a day. It's been a bit like, oh, she's like, I can't wait to go get a matcha. She calls it matcha. <laughs> I'm going to go get a matcha. And then she's at home and she's like, she's like, Steph, I feel so much more at ease. Because it does give you a really nice kind of feeling with it. I think yeah, that's awesome. you can't kind of, yeah. So thank you for mentioning matcha. So I want to sort of debunk the myths around tea and I think you've already sort of said a few things here you know that it can be dehydrating or it can have too much caffeine and maybe being classed as a bit similar to coffee but I don't see them anywhere near each other um so debunk the myths for us Will yeah there are two there are two maybe three big myths that Mm. that we hear about tea um, the first and, and most common is this idea of caffeine in tea and the various teas having different caffeine. So yeah, I've heard black tea has all the caffeine, green tea has no caffeine, white tea has no caffeine, and all these kind of things. But we actually, you know, chemically tested our teas for caffeine level. We took a range of 10 teas, all different tea types. So green teas, white teas, black teas, to see what was actually going on. Yeah. And we found that there was a range of caffeine levels, but it was throughout tea types and throughout the different teas. So two green teas had different caffeine levels, two white teas had different caffeine levels, but you had some white teas that were the same as green. You had some black teas that were lower than some greens and more than some whites. It was kind of all over the place within a range. So how we like to describe it is that tea has about 20 milligrams to 40, 45 milligrams of caffeine. Okay. And that is about uh, less than half a, a cup of coffee of the same volume. Ah, I like yeah. that one. So yes. you're kind of, you're in that range, you're going to get a decent amount of, of, you know, caffeine if that's what you're after, but it's not going to give you the heart palpitations of an espresso if you're getting really, you know, if you're finding that's affecting you, uh, switch to a cup of tea. If you're even then more unsure about caffeine, maybe try um a herbal infusion or mm-hmm. a caffeine-free tea, those are still great. Yeah. Or a tea that's low in caffeine like genmaicha or hajicha. Genmaicha, my favourite. Yeah, Japanese green tea. Yes. Very, very low in caffeine. Yeah. Still tastes wonderful. And I love the flavour of roasted rice. Yes, exactly. Yum. Genmaicha yeah. so, yeah, <laughs> is a good one. Everyone yeah, loves that, I love especially the if it gets autumn, super warming. And yeah. And your genmaicha here, I've got some. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a nice big bag and I, I tend to have it like, at least sometimes and sometimes every day or every other day yes. it's like my afternoon thing yes. later on after the match it's one of our most popular blends just because yeah. the the blend of green tea and rice together is quite unusual but the combination is 
amazing super accessible flavor yeah and you have a really good blend here i've tried gamacho and others other places won't name them because i don't want to shame them <laughs> but not the same flavor i was like having it the other day like, yeah, not so good yeah so hopefully that clears up caffeine a little bit so if your friends come up to you and say oh white tea white tea has no caffeine you can say well actually they will have a fairly similar level of caffeine mm-hmm. um then the second myth we can talk about is uh tea is dehydrating or is a diuretic yes uh, which means it makes you go to the toilet in yeah. very honest terms um this isn't true it has never been true and it's the same for coffee there are there are scientific uh research tests way back into the 1910s wow. uh, caffeine on individuals and whether or not it acts as a diuretic or dehydrates people um what caffeine does is it can cause more blood to go to the kidneys which might make you feel like you need to go to the toilet a lot as if you drink a lot of caffeine like a lot yeah uh and you're not going to do that with a cup of tea and if obviously if you're doing everything in moderation anyway which is good for a kind of holistic sustainable way of living then you should be fine so caffeine tea is perfectly hydrating great way to get your water and to get some good tastes Awesome. That's great. Yeah. And we're debu- debunking a lot of myths here because I want more tea friends. Yes. Yeah. Get more tea friends. <laughs> Friday night, you know, chilling out with some tea with a, a guy one. That is the, that's the vibe. Yes. Yeah. And then the third one, and I suppose I'm hesitant to mention it because it's something that a lot of people are very self-conscious about. So mm. don't be self-conscious about this. If you've had questions about it, definitely ask. Yeah. And that is, will tea make me lose weight? Because oh. there's a lot of people that would say tea burns fat. Yes. And I would say there is research to kind of maybe suggest that this is possible, but there hasn't been enough research on a level to kind of understand why, how, and how much that works. So I would say don't pin your hopes on, you know, the perfect beach bod by just drinking loads of tea. Also yeah. drink tea because you enjoy it and live your lifestyle because you enjoy it. Don't, you know, yeah. put yourself into that box and and uh yeah maybe cause more harm than good actually that's a really good one and i just want to say that when it comes to weight loss from a personal perspective i went through years ago wanting to lose weight and then focusing on oh um well if i drink this tea or if i eat this type of food but it's a holistic thing and it's you know um it's yes to do a lot with the food it's not just one thing but you know when you're quite desperate and you want to see results you do go down that av- those avenues, but I think those that have seen the results know that it's it's a holistic way of treating your body across what you eat, mm-hmm. how you exercise, also your mind. Totally. If your mind's completely overthinking and confused, and you're telling yourself you look you don't look good and you look unhealthy, or then you're going to start to feel what you think, and it becomes an incestuous sort of cycle right. and not a nice one. And this is what the podcast is all about, right? So if you're listening yes. to this podcast, you're already in the right place. Yeah. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> I was about to call you Phil. <laughs> feel good. Dr. Feel, feel good, good yeah. Will. <laughs> like that. that was feel a bit of a blip. <laughs> so um so coming back to Jing, because yes. there's so many different teas. Um do you cover, and I think I've got the answer to this because I'm in the store now, so I'm kind of cheating, but what types of teas do you cover? Because um, I know you mentioned all the different teas in the oxidation process. Mm. And what are the relationships? And my sort of second part question is, what are the relationships with the tea growers? Because, you know, when you're in the store, you sort of see flashes of content with some of the tea growers. And I see Sri Lanka and I see China. I'm like, 
I just want to be in that field or near those mountains. It's just beautiful. Well, our whole purpose is to try and uh, express the origin of the teas to people. A lot of the time that's through the stories of the farmers themselves, the people who actually grow and make this tea, much like you would see in in a good coffee shop, you would see pictures of the producers. It's the Mm -hmm. same with tea. There are people in China, in Sri Lanka, in Japan and Taiwan who are doing this really hard work making mm. you know spending their lifetimes making this tea and be- becoming masters of their their craft yeah. and we want to celebrate that so we do everything we can to put them front and center so their names are on our our packaging yes so if you buy tea you can see who made it Love where it. it was made um you know every everything about the way it should taste uh guidance on how to make it like everything to make it as easy and accessible as possible to understand the relationship between themselves and the tea and the tea and the producer so the full chain Mm -hmm. and in that sense um single garden tea is really important to us because we're cutting out the middleman as well yeah so we're not going through uh a European wholesaler we're going direct to these gardens we're meeting these people on the ground Obviously, the past years, we haven't been able to yeah, do that. Yeah. But in the 16 years that Jing has been a company, you know, we've been every year visiting our farmers, meet, meeting new people, mm-hmm. making uh, relationships stronger. And um, that's really, really important. I'd say it's fundamental to what we do. Yeah, amazing. I'd love to be on the ground too. So if you need me to come with the film crew, yeah, I, I'll be there when Podcast we can travel. Yeah, yeah well, okay. my family originally originally comes from Goa, so if there's okay. a, if there's if you can make relationships there as well, that would be even more well, fun. Maybe you can help us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then in terms of the range of teas, yeah, I mean, if you come in like to the shop with. We're going to have everything here for you yeah. to taste. The only tea that you probably will find it hard to get is yellow tea because that's quite quite rare. Mm. We try our best to source it every year, but every every few years we'll get a really decent tasting batch of yellow tea, and that's a special one to look out for. Oh, I need you guys to give me the the update when it's next in store because I'm trying that. We'll see. We'll see. Something that our our head of tea, uh, Mister Mister Tom Price, he does all our tea sourcing. He's always looking for a good okay. so it's always on the list. Well, when I come in and I see Steph and Stan or Matt in the store, I'll be like, don't forget, yeah. as soon as the yellow tea comes, just let me know. Give me a call. I'm here <laughs> nearly every week anyway, walking by, and I stop in and I have a tea. It's a great place just to oh, come in. I love it. it. Yeah, Steph, Stan, Matt, and we have a chat, and it's just the guys are so they're not just here because they they're doing they're working for Jing. Mm. okay yeah they are like literally but there is a love and uh, a passion for tea yeah and they're really lovely people so i come in and i have to make sure that i my appointment's going to be if i've got appointments that i've got an hour because i'll be here for an hour yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun like they're my friends now i feel yeah um, i think that's the way it should be as well it's a community Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So for anyone that's in London um, or, you know, visits London, definitely come down and check it out. But you can also buy it online on www.jing.com. Jingtea.com. Yeah. Oh, jingtea.com. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. You, I mean, you could just Google Jing and we'll be, we'll be there. Yeah, and also on Instagram, we're sharing content and you guys have some great um, sort of footage around, you know, the tea growers and the, and the different parts of the world Definitely. that you work with. If you want to know more about that, we're always doing deep dives on our journal. So on our uh, website blog, you can read 
you know, all the information so about cool. the, the stories of our producers and obviously on social media, we're posting up pictures of them all yeah. the time. They send us some great content, you know, sunsets on the mountains of Taiwan. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Like I know, that it was getting to me, um, some of the content. It was like, oh, I, I need to be away. Yeah. I need to be there. Yeah. So shout out to Olivia Cox because she's uh, allowed she's us to make this. Yeah make this happen and she puts together some great content. She does, yeah. Like this actually, the picture you can see here, this is Emily Emily Chen yeah. and her son. Oh, wow. Um, uh, part of the Chen family from Ali Shan. They're up in the clouds, right? Yeah. Absolutely oh, my incredible. gosh. That is just magnificent. Yeah. This is, that's the life. That is the life. Yeah. Need to get out of London. <laughs> so finally, um, in terms of innovation or new sort of uh, ideas that are coming out from Jing, what, what's happening right now that you can share? Yeah, so the, the biggest project that Jing has worked on, I think it's been five or six years in the making, is our new Jasmine Pass sparkling tea. Ah, yeah, I've got a there. bottle here. So this has been a long, long time in the making. It's a single garden sparkling tea. So that means it's using tea from a single garden, which is our Jasmine Pass uh, from Fujian province in China. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the... The whole thing about this is it's four ingredients. So it's literally bubbles, tea, sorry, carbonation, bubbles, yes. tea, yeah. uh, some acid to regulate it, and water. That's it. Scottish water bottled in the Highlands. So Scottish water. Yeah, you can't Even get better. any better than that. It's very, very simple, and it tastes delicious. So if you're looking for a alcohol-free kind yeah. of champagne moment mm-hmm. thing, Jasmine Pass Sparkling Tea is that thing.